There's further opportunities for First Nations people to undertake tertiary study with the announcement of two new scholarship systems. The Yatya Tapani Scholarship and Bursaries have been established by the University of Adelaide to support uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students who wish to continue their studies at a tertiary level. To speak, speak to us more about the support, we have the Vice-Chancellor of the University, Professor Peter Hoy, on the phone to speak to us at Karma. Wera. Hello, Professor Hoy. Hello, Philip. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Can you outline the reasoning behind establishing these two funds? Yeah, the reasoning is that I, in my own life, came from a home where no one had had a year 12 education and not gone to university. And I was fortunate enough to be uh, raised uh, in Denmark, in Scandinavia, and I felt no disadvantage because I was well assisted by others to get an education. And I therefore know how important it is that very able young people who are disadvantaged socially or financially, that they need assistance at times to express their full potential. And I've been very fortunate in life, and I therefore felt it was time for me to um, recognise that others could get my uh, luck and I could contribute to it. And that, that's why uh, in my 14 years as a Vice-Chancellor, I have given uh, now more than half a million dollars towards uh, establishing uh, uh, scholarship funds uh, for uh, needy but talented students. We'll actually get to your contribution to uh, improve First Nations participation rates in tertiary studies, but I, I do want to understand uh, about uh, the way these two scholarships work. I understand that these new funds have been set up for those who are already in the Khan Kanthi Indigenous Education Program for senior high school students. Yeah. Can you give a bit about a bit of background about that program and what's involved there? Yeah, so um, uh, the, the full detail uh, about the high school uh, program, uh, I, I'm, I'm not fully across. However, sufficiently, uh, it is to say that uh, if you really want to overcome educational disadvantage, it's far, far too late to start when people contemplate going to university. And therefore, the university, rightly before I came, actually started the, the high school program where you try to assist uh, students uh, from year 10 onwards uh, to prepare them for high school. And uh, in my view, um, that means that something that is seen as, oh, university is not for me, no one in my family has ever gone, that that fear gets ruled out and uh, the thought that you can go to university gets normalized and it's my my great hope that in the future we actually start tackling these program uh, problems even before year 10 because to to be quite honest uh, it's an early childhood that the course is set uh, for many people's life course and and that's just reaching back in to make sure that when people then decide to go to university uh, that they have uh, a good chance to, to succeed. And that is why we want to build on the support that we give in the high school time for students 
to extend that into university because many indigenous students in particular will actually have to, to travel and relocate to go to university. And, and that uh, is more expensive than attending university from the suburb which you grew up in and which is close to the university. And I would uh, think that a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who want to study further would uh, need to be coming in from regional and remote areas in particular uh, of South Australia too, who might want to take part in the study. Can you maybe talk about the idea of wanting to increase investment and resourcing for people who are not necessarily living in Adelaide as well? Is that is that a, a big step that you, you, you as a university are trying to overcome? Uh, this is something that I have done previously. I set up some scholarships too with, with the support of others in, in Brisbane and some of those scholarships you, you would only qualify for them if you lived at least 100 kilometres outside the capital city to really focus the support where that support is most needed. So I also think it's really, really important for students who have grown up in a more privileged uh, environment to actually go to university with students who had to fight harder to get to where they are to get an understanding for not only how privileged they have been but also an, an admiration for what others who come from geographically disadvantaged and perhaps uh, socially disadvantaged areas uh, how much admiration there is actually due to them. Do students who want to take part in the scholarships or who are successful in a scholarship need to study any type of area? Or no. It, no, it's very wide open. Yeah. But what, what I would say is mm. I think it's really important that we encourage Indigenous students to consider all areas that society needs. I would like to see that we have more Indigenous doctors. I would like to see we have more Indigenous nurses. Uh, I would like to see that we have more Indigenous business people, such that you actually introduce a whole cohort of skills uh, into uh, in Indigenous communities as well. I have seen that early on, uh, many Indigenous students would, would go in and study uh, in the humanities, in particular in Australian studies, and it is now much more broad in its application. And I would say that the health sciences is uh, an area in which Indigenous students are not only particularly successful, but where you also see many of them seek uh, a career. And it's not only in medicine, it's also in the allied health sciences, in physiotherapy, in nursing, in, in, in all those uh, critical uh, skills that any community would need access to. And we do know that in more remote communities, even in rural and regional communities, it's really, really hard to get those services there. But the greatest chance you have for getting them there is that you educate people from those communities and uh, because they're the most likely ones to want to return. Uh, a 2018 report from the National Centre for Student Equity in Higher Education at Curtin University found that while there is a jump in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders enrolled at university in the nine years to 2015, they do see uh, about one in five of those students dropping out. And so I suppose that goes to a question of about, you know, how universities keep 
First Nations students engaged while doing their study so that, you know, there is not that disinterest that goes uh, into the into the study or, I mean, not necessarily people don't drop out just because they're disinterested, but there are other factors that come in. Yeah. I mean, c can you maybe give us an insight from your point of view about how the University of Adelaide keeps students engaged in study for, say, past that first year? Well, uh, so uh, we, of course, have uh, our Indigenous unit called World Tuyalu Unit. And I think uh, it's very, very important that, that Indigenous students, in addition to what is available to all students, they also have a place where they can go and associate and uh, rest absolutely assured that people understand their needs very well. So most universities who are serious about uh, Indigenous uh, student success would have some of that in place. So that's what's done at the universities, and I've seen that be very, very important where I worked before at the University of Queensland, and it's equally important here, and it is an active unit. But the other thing that I think is really important, and you touched upon it, it's not only participation rate that is important, it is also success rate. Mm. And that is where it's really important that some of these programs we, we, we engage in actually reach back into the schools to make sure that students are prepared as much as they can for success. Because if they come from disadvantaged schools where perhaps not all the relevant disciplines are taught or there's not the relevant resources, then it becomes harder to succeed uh, in university when you also have to deal with moving to a new place. So it's a multifaceted thing. What we shouldn't do is to uh, try incredibly hard to get Indigenous students to go to university if we haven't done the pre-work of giving them an appropriate preparation for university because then you can get burned and then you think, yeah, higher education really wasn't for me. So as we know, that whilst we're making good progress in getting more Indigenous graduates through university, uh, we still do not have uh, a high enough percentage of our students at university which are uh, of Indigenous heritage, and we really, we really should at least double that number. You have made also a personal donation towards these scholarships, and you vowed to donate every year that you are Chancellor at the university. Can you outline why having a personal donation as part of, this, of the funding for these scholarships is important to you? Well, first of all, I would say, have to say that when my uh, late wife uh, died, she said to me, Peter, tell people we don't want flowers. We want them to give money towards an Indigenous dialysis unit in Central Australia. And it was really through her passion that I thought we have been so fortunate to not have disadvantage like we've seen in Indigenous communities that we must give. The other thing that I'm really keen on is to make sure that um, the income disparity that we see in our society, which I am not in favour of, uh, that those who are very lucky uh, contribute philanthropically uh, towards those who have not been as fortunate as us. I do believe we will get a much more socially cohesive society and I do believe that everyone will have a better life if we ensure social cohesion. 
So if I believe in that and ask other people to give, the first question they will ask me is, do you really believe in it? Have you given yourself? So I'm giving for two reasons. One, because I think it's the right thing to do, but another one is because I want to encourage others to give. And I don't think I can do that without having given myself. Have you seen positive reaction from the philanthropic community? Are you confident that, that you'll see more investment? From yes, I was very fortunate to uh, raise lots of money at University of Queensland. And I've already seen after this announcement came out that one staff member um, donated to this fund uh, where perhaps they wouldn't have done it before. So I'm pretty mm. confident that philanthropy in Australia is on the rise because there are many people, including myself, who in our wildest dreams could not have uh, thought that we would have been as lucky as we were and who find when you give it's a great privilege and it actually doesn't affect your own life at all. So that, that is the messaging uh, that we want to get out there. Professor Peter Hoy, thank you for speaking to us here at Karma. Thank you very much, no. Philip. It was a pleasure.